Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are live. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Uh, just a couple of technical fun and games there with the old buttons. Uh, and uh, look, we are going to be, um, last week we had a uh, head coach from um, Manuera, um a Rugby Club, and this week we have got someone from Poverty Bay uh, to come and join us in the second half of the show. So Bernard is going to come and have a chat with us about what's been going on over there in Poverty Bay in the club scene. So do uh, uh, stick around for that. The second half of the shows, hopefully over the next few weeks, are going to be dedicated to club rugby. The first half, we'll be looking at world news um, and all of that kind of stuff. And joining me uh, to do that this evening is Arshwin. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, not too bad at all. But as I, I know what you mean. Like, I did that a couple of weeks ago. Hit the old go live button and it's like, are we live? Are we live? Well, it, didn't, it didn't say it was going live. And then yeah. the, the, and, and the, and the go and the go live button was still, So I clicked it again. And then it comes up yep. end broadcast. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be a very short show. Um, but, hey. Look, let's uh, let's jump right into the news then, um, and folks, don't uh, don't get um, worried. It's, it is answering, even if he is wearing a uh, Jim's uh, jacket there. Um, that uh, and uh, he just nicked it off Jim, who does a test and tagging. Um, that's how he uh, yeah. keeps himself warm. Um, so let's uh, kick on with the news. And so Silver Lake, this is this is D Day week. Um, Thursday is the meeting of the provinces where they get to vote. Um, and decide, do they want the cash or do they not want the cash? Um, the uh, I think we can say, fairly safely say they're going to say, we want the cash. Um, uh, Super Rugby, well, one of the Super Rugby chairman apparently um, said on the quiet that uh, essentially the um, uh, New Zealand Rugby would last about five years without this cash injection and would effectively then be over. Yeah, yeah, this is this is my point from uh, um, a, while, a few weeks ago. Was the fact is that really the the NZRFU's in no situation got no other option but to say yes because at the end of the day there is no other party out there that's willing to throw this kind of dollars at them. Um, and without these dollars, rugby's pretty much at that top level stuffed. And then who knows what the impact will be going down. 
Well, that's part of the. Uh, that's uh, I did. I read an interesting LinkedIn post that said, uh, "Hey, look, um, twenty-five years ago, we got professional solo players from going overseas, and we've just seen um, play, uh, player numbers dropping, uh, and uh, we're just going to take some more money to even more professionalize the game, uh, and even make it more about fewer people." Uh, and watch less and less people support the game and just uh, do we end up in a spiral downwards. Look, I mean, that that comes down to a governance model, really, tell you the truth, is the fact is that actually, at the end of the day, the dollars will be there, and um, if they reset themselves correctly, then they can actually promote the game like they need to do at the grassroots level as well as the professional level and not just focus on that professional level. At the moment... They've only got the funds to focus at that professional level. Would that be fair to say, really? Uh, yeah, well, yes and no. I guess it depends on. Um, I mean, we, we've looked at the I mean, one of the things we did, um, what, month and a half, maybe two months ago now? Um, we looked at the board breakdown of New Zealand rugby yes. um, and essentially said that, look, community rugby, uh, which includes women's rugby, junior rugby, club rugby, has one representative there, and the All Blacks have two. <laughs> gives you an idea as to the as to where the focus is of the board, and the board is a, is a group that make all the decisions. Um, yep. So, it, it, so it, to at, be... the, at the end of the day, uh, you say it's about governance. Could they could they could they be doing more in the uh, club and community space at the moment with the money they've got? Absolutely, they could. Um, do, but uh, that's not where their focus is. Their focus is on making sure the All Blacks win the World Cup and are the best team in the world. And that's uh, that's been quite publicly said. Uh, what back in '97, I think it was when they when they sort of made that statement. That, Look, we have to keep them, and because that's where the money comes in from, mm. you you understand. Uh, you, know, you, you can see where why the argument is there. But it is about, um, yeah, what um, what is your focus, uh, and uh, we we can see what their focus is from that. Yeah, see, I mean, like what Simon's sort of saying that the fans um, could raise a bit of money. It's just like no, we. we... I, th- I don't think we understand the, the level of revenue that is required to a try and make tr- try and keep our players so we don't have so many going overseas and we've got a chance of keeping some over here and having a better competition over here and running community rugby. I don't think we people actually understand the, the levels of funding that's actually required to do that. Um, I, I think you know from a few years ago and COVID's obviously impacted that as well. But you know New Zealand rugby had reserves of about a hundred million dollars. And um, the Lions tour boosted that, um, or that it got it up to that. Either that, you know, so you know, there or thereabouts. But ever since, the, the, it's just been going down and down and down. So you know, dipping into reserve contributions. So historically, the way that um, <clears throat> the way that uh, essentially New Zealand rugby works is that they make a profit once every twelve years with the, on the Lions, Lions, and then that pays off for, and that, that, that then gets drawn down on for the next eleven years. Um, the uh, and that's just not sustainable going forwards. The also, so they lost about half of their cash reserves due, due to COVID, um, and they're looking at uh, report again. This is all reportedly because it's not being made public. But about two hundred of the four hundred and thirty odd or four hundred fifty odd, whatever it is, uh, million would be going straight into cash reserves. Um, is yeah. what uh, is, is 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 the argument there? And you can see, having had a COVID incident now, why. They need to do that, um, but is that a, uh, is that money that's actually going to grow the game? No, it's not. You know, then try and grow the game with the other two hundred and fifty odd. But but to me, at the end of the day, you're right. It comes down to governance. If yep. the money is spent well, 
it yep. is the right option to take. If the money is not spent well, then you've given up 15% of your income for the rest of your life for money that you just wasted. And that's yep. that, that, that's my worry about this. Uh, yeah, but, but but the thing is that you, you, you're 100% right. Absolutely. You know, that's any business in the world, right? Any business in the world goes to the bank, borrow some money, you're going to the bank of Silver Lake. <laughs> um, so you go to the bank, you get this money, and if you don't utilize that money properly, then your business is stuffed. So there's no different there. But at the end of the day, I I, I think the one thing's for sure, if they don't take the money, they're to they are stuffed. Whereas with the money, it's now in their hands as to whether they do good governance. As well. In terms of that 200 million or 250 million in reserves, yeah. um, that's that's actually not a, that's a good thing. Because um, if they invest that properly and invest that well, that should be returning them at least 10%, possibly more. That means you're getting $20 million out of your reserves every year as well. The, um, uh, yeah, true. Now, um, Simon's putting a thing in here to say, hey, has anyone looked at the private equity for Italian football and, and how that um, um, works? Now, I guess, look, uh, I've listened to a good podcast um, this week um, with a guy who um, has uh, been involved in running rugby and running um, various other sports um, as well uh, in this one, uh, and uh, including sort of netball and things like that. He says, look, any sport comparing to football it doesn't work because you're not football. Football is the only truly global sport in the world. What it does and what it can do, purely because of the size of its market, other sports just cannot replicate. So you do not use football as a comparison because you'll it, it will it's, it's it's not a it's not it's not a like for like um, thing there. Um, so we can't. Sorry. How does that compare with um, American sport though? Because you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the all the in-depth information, etc. But on the surface of it, and I could, I could be absolutely totally wrong, but American sports, the highest level. I'm not talking about below the highest level, but the highest level seems to be much more financially successful than, say, um, soccer. Which soccer just basically, when you look at, say, the, the you know, we look at the recent start um, ructions in Europe. If you look at the UK. It's only six or six teams, is it, in the UK that are actually successful teams, and they're the ones that are being, you know, yoinked and we're looking at setting up that Super League. Um, so it's 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 not like when you go to American sport and you take NFL for example, it's pretty much every NFL team actually makes good money and has good turnover. Sure. Now, look, if you look at um, the the just 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 before our football um, knowledgeable fans. Um, kick off here. Uh, those six teams were going to go go away were the big sort of named teams, not necessarily the teams that were successful on the pitch recently. This is a, this oh no, no, I'm not, I'm not, when anyway, I say successful, yeah. when I so, I'm not talking about on the pitch. I'm yeah. talking about money because financially, exactly. Yeah, financially. So, yeah. Now, I guess the the big difference here, and um, this comes back to part of um, Aaron's point. Unfortunately, ideology does not make you money. Um, very true, it doesn't. The problem is that rugby, football, etc. Um, we they, we don't see them as being a business. A lot of people in New Zealand will say, oh, we own the All Blacks. No, sorry, you don't own the All Blacks. New Zealand Rugby own the All Blacks, uh, and you are a customer of New Zealand Rugby. Now, that's it's not the way that New Zealand Rugby tries to sell itself because, hey, that's bad for business. Um, and we just don't look at sports in the 
uh, in New Zealand, in Australia, in in the UK, and, and also really puts um, or in Europe, um, basically as being a business. If we look at some um, uh, in the US, though, uh, American football is made for television, and they and they just they they, they say that outright. This is a sport that is made for television, um, and and the advertisers, and well, and and, and by the yeah, yes, but some um, so. Um, the so from that point of view, um, the uh, that um, it, it's a very different people understand it is a business, uh, it has proper wage control, right? Which just about no other sport in the world does outside, um, outside the states, and that's the problem. If you don't get wage control sorted, your sport will not be financially viable. Um, and let's be blunt. Rugby does not have wage control sorted, even where there are um, uh, salary caps. They are way too high for the market that uh, for the income that has been generated uh, for those for those teams to be anywhere near financially viable. Uh, so um, the, the the only slight exception. Um, so the, and this uh, this the, this this um, podcast I listened to it. I've gone um, blank. blank. As to, um, to, to who it was on it, and sort of fortunately, I wasn't going down this route, or at least not to this depth. Um, <laughs> was um, my fault. He just basically said that the only markets that any the only domestic markets that can support a uh, domestic league, basically England, France, and Japan. Nobody else can support a domestic league. Every other country, every other, has to have a cross border competition. And as soon as you go cross border, uh, the you don't have the same amount of rivalry. You don't have away fans. It becomes much more difficult. To, uh, to 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 organise it. That's why yeah. I still think. That's why I still think that you know. Um, again, with the governance side of thing and 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 looking at competition in New Zealand, you know, there's still this thing called the NPC in this country that if if they got the formula right, they allowed and, and they could make that into quite a um, a television market um, sellable product um it, it could be something really sensational if they could work it out but i don't think the the brain power is there at the kremlin um to be able to sort something like that out the the the, the domestic the, the market just isn't here to sustain full-time professional wages we're just too small a country no no, no but but with with the silver lake um um deal Mm-hmm. It, you've got a base funding there. You'd have to, I mean, you go out there, you you, you got to come up with the super competition, basically. It'll be based in New Zealand, you, you know, and the fact is that your aim is not about getting ga- fans through the gate. It's about selling TV rights. You create this competition. That maybe it's going to have four internationals per team um, that can, you know, you, you, you're looking at the objective is to sell it globally um, as, a, as something that everybody wants to see. And that's that's the thing, and, and it's like you know people say, oh, you're, you're dreaming. This is like, well, you have stretch objective. You look at it, you do your feasibility, and then you look at it, how do you make this happen, and then you sort of come back. It's like, yeah, we can or no, we can't. But nobody ever does that. They just put it on the on the on the rubbish heap to say, oh, that doesn't work. And it's just like, no, no, not at all. I mean, you look at um, what what the major competition to sport in this country is for rugby is the NRL, okay? And it's just like that's. It is. It is. You're going to say basketball or something like that, are you? Or it might have been the NRL, but it's going to be basketball. Well, yeah, but it's not yet. 
don't well, don't yeah. get don't you don't get wrong it's not yet i mean you go and i mean i can't talk for the rest of the country but if you look in auckland again you go around water cooler talk around sports on a monday morning will be about nrl games will not be about super rugby will not be about basketball and it will not be about any other it is still about nrl yeah and the so yeah the, the, there's definitely definitely a lot a lot better work that can be done uh but i still don't think the i i, I just think that new zealand doesn't have enough a big enough market for um the MPC, but I understand you're saying, look, yeah, do a proper feasibility study on it, but I think that's what they would end up coming back with. Um, mm. The a, a cross-border one with Australia, look, the NRL have shown it does work. There is enough population there, right? So, uh, yes, a cross-border one with Australia and New Zealand has got the market, can be a viable um, professional sport, uh, and it's but it's a matter of making that happen and it's like having the right brain trust at the top to make it happen, uh, which I, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't believe that the um, caliber of people to run the game in this country are actually there, and in, in the organisation. And in all honesty, that ends up being the biggest mm. pro selling point for Silver Lake, um, because I mean, one of the people and I can't remember which one it was now, who was backing it said, "Look, Silver Lake is good at hiring people. Look what they've done to Man City." Right, um, so like, are <laughs> good at hiring the right people to run the business. Now, um, it sounds like a New Zealand rugby person is being is being lined up to run the uh, the joint owned commercial piece, which is disappointing, but not surprising. Um, <laughs> rather than a silver lake person, um, but we'll have to see uh, how 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 long how that uh, progresses more more long term. But some. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting, I think, in terms of how much influence Silver Lake actually has, because uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, Paul. You you might know, but I mean, what what's the board? How many how many seats on the board? Is it fifteen? Well, no, 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 hang on. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Silver Lake. I'm talking about what is in, on New Zealand Rugby's board. How many seats are there? Oh, I'd have to go and have a uh, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever that is, Silver Lake are only getting two. So that's still only two votes around the table, which means the other New Zealand rugby um, identities on the board outnumber the Silver Lake um, board representatives. So, you know, it's, there's still an element of control there uh, for the New Zealand rugby people versus the Silver Lake people. Yep, so it's nine nine board members are uh, currently there. Nine. Okay, so you've got seven. You've got a seven to two majority. Well, you're assuming here that they actually replace people and don't just grow it to eleven. Oh, okay, so there's there's a there's a nine to two majority. Yeah. Either way, yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, and, and so we, we, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. Having seen the past record of the board of New Zealand rugby, I yeah, that, that that's my main concern. Uh, and then therefore, so anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Hundred percent. Uh, I mean. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, a good point, yeah. New Zealand rugby doesn't uh, give a power away easily. Look at some the uh, rugby franchise franchises. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. They're being a little more leeway this time um, the, with the with the re redo of the, the franchises this year. And immediately we have seen the uh, franchises, uh, the different teams, doing new and interesting things around things like digital memberships, for example. Um, so you're definitely seeing uh, a, a change this year as soon as. They have the new franchises where they're allowed to do more things, such as look at um, overseas 
uh, fan bases, which I don't think they're allowed to do previously, um, and hence off they go with their overseas uh, memberships or, or out-of-town memberships that you've seen. So, look, um, you're right that so New Zealand Rugby does not give up control at all. It, it hates to. Um, it, 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 is, it is a very um, conservative with a small c um, organisation, right? It does not. It's um, I think it you mean not, conservative with a big c. Well, it might be that as well. But, um, <laughs> the, um, but the look, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't like change, and if it doesn't do change, it has to be their way and, and, and totally under their control. And they don't like anybody else talking about them because um, they're scared of uh, of, uh, of of damage to the brand, unfortunately. But anyway, yeah, and they, they don't push the boat out. They don't push the boat out. We got to move yeah. on to other stuff. We should do, I guess. So we've well, been twenty minutes on that one. Well, that was that was, that was really item number one. That wasn't even a discussion point. Um, next, <laughs> um, the um, so apparently uh, the Crusaders are interested in playing a game in Wollongong. According to Simon, that's interesting. So we'll see if that happens. Um, the uh, we do know that I mean, one of the Highlanders games at the moment is venue TBC for the Trans Tasman, uh, and we do know that the, that the Hurricanes are taking a game to Nelson. So uh, not Nelson. Uh, that would be a silly place to take it to. The Hurricanes Crusaders are taking country. Um, which they sorry. should. Which they which should. They should. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Just like the Blues should take a game to Northland. Yep. But they're not going to. <laughs> but they're not going to. I don't mind. I'll go, you know, I, I, I like going to Eden Park. Win, lose or draw, I still like going to Eden Park. I mean, taking a game to, to North Harbour, I think, is a waste of time. But taking one to Northland makes yeah. sense. Oh, it, taking one to North North Harbour has always been a waste of time and stupid. Um, back in the day, they used to have a, most of the games at Eden Park and then one game at North Harbour and nothing up in Northland, which was just absolutely bonkers. I remember those days. My membership tickets over there somewhere. Um, the, <laughs> um, so that's going on. It's broken. So good, yeah, good to see some, some of the provinces getting out to the, to the uh, or some of the sorry, some of the franchises getting out to the provinces. Um, uh, the Chiefs have come out and mentioned that uh, they have uh, hired for the rest of the season um, Liam Messon and uh, Tom Florence mm-hmm. um, there. Uh, now, look, we've one game left of the Super Rugby Altera, and then you've got some um, obviously Super Rugby Trans Tasman coming up. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, look, I think Liam Messon's a fine one. Look, you're not wanting him to play too much. You're wanting a guy to come in who's going to be a good influence around the squad. Uh, but you know what you're going to get out of him. Tom Florence uh, is uh, actually I don't know who Tom Florence is. I'm guessing he's a younger guy. Um, but um, so um, down from 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 Taranaki. Um, and so hopefully he'll he'll have get a shout in some of the games, but you wouldn't want it, you wouldn't want him out there for the final um, in two weekends' time. Um, unfortunately, um, Callum Boshier, Mitchell Carpick, and Simon Parker are all have all had season-ending injuries. Um, and apparently, are, um, apparently Tom Florence um, has uh, been in the Highlanders previously. Oh, there we go. How old is he? Yeah, uh, twenty-two. <laughs> twenty-two. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Hey, just, look, yeah, I, I just just while we're talking about the old Super Rugby side, it's just like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the match, you know, these matches this weekend aren't as dead rubbers as people make out because you carry the points forward into the Trans Tasman competition. Don't think you do. Because they're only playing, but they're only playing the Australian teams. I understand that. Yes. Yes. So then, how are they going to work out who goes into a final? 
look, you, 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 here you are trying to make try, trying to pretend that this Trans Tasman is a legitimate, um, authentic competition, not about getting TV money in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I thought there was a final on it though. Oh, there is. Yes, between the two top teams. Yeah. Yes. And and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm pretty sure the um, points from no, the Super Rugby. Oh, they don't. Oh, no, okay. Huh. But that doesn't make sense then. Okay. So, it's all about TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about it all being about TV, <laughs> the Rainbow Cup has kicked off last weekend. Rainbow Cup. Or um, as uh, as one podcaster's wife likes to call it, the Rainbow Trout Cup, um, the um, which I found which I found amusing today. Listening to that today, so yes, the attacking scrum. I think that was was um, uh, podcast I was listening to. Now, what a fast for a couple of competition this is. So the weekend, the week before, days before it actually kicks off, they restructure it so that actually the European teams will just play themselves and the South African teams will just play themselves. There'll be no crossover games, and there'll be two separate competitions both called the Rainbow Cup, um, held individually, separately, over six weeks of more derbies. Um, essentially, folks, uh, um, pro, the Pro 14 or Pro Rugby, whatever, whatever you want to call it, I don't want to call it Pro Rugby because that used to be an, Australian, used to be an American group, but Pro 14 basically um, said um, that, um, that uh, new... Um, the way best look... They have to produce games against, with including South African sides, for their TV revenue to pay out, and hence that's why the Rainbow Cup was put together. Uh, they are going to produce games again with South African sides in them, just playing each other, i.e., the Curry Cup yet again, um, without the Grickass and Pumas this time or the Cheetahs. Um, so, look it, again, it's this is purely down to um, TV money, um, and just and uh, that's why the Pro Four team was cut short. Um, and uh, or what's end up being a pro 12 comes cut short, uh, and then they've had to tack these on because basically there's there's two more months of the season to play, uh, so you've got to do something for two months, otherwise, where's your revenue coming from? Um, and for South Africa, look, they have to play some sort of rugby before the Lions, and uh, no one else will play them because of COVID, um, and so they have to play with themselves essentially. Um, and uh, so, hence, that's what the Rainbow Cup is. So, it, uh, anyone who thinks it's anything more than pre-preseason, um, and you can see that with the sides that were put out last weekend of very, very varying standards. Um, I think one team had like thirteen players changed from over from from, from their last game in their starting fifteen, um, and hence Leinster lost the first time in five years to Munster. Um, the um, or as the uh, uh, Holes and Penguins podcast put it. Uh, that uh, Munster beat Leinster th under 21s. Um, so look, it, yeah, it's a, unfortunately look, it, 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 it's been a bit of a mess um, for this one. Um, this isn't, you know, just just on a to, to to look at this for South African rugby, it's not really looking good for them in in terms of how they wanted things to pan out, and they were going to enter the European competition, and this is going to be great, and it's much better for them than Super Rugby. Not really panning out for them the way they'd really hoped, is it? Well, no, but having their own variant that um, everyone else is scared of of COVID hasn't helped them. Uh, the, oh, the, absolutely. There, there is still a commitment for the Pro 16 to go ahead next season. Um, so I think we're going. I think we are looking at um, 
it will get there eventually. Now I don't know. I'm still not convinced. The reason the reason I say that is because you know we've we've talked about this before. If you're a European team playing a European team, it's a hour hour and a half two hour flight tops type thing, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's not a two hour flight from Durban to Edinburgh. <laughs> and time zones viewing wise might be very similar and close, but travel is going to be a big factor and how how many years will I mean like the South Africans didn't like coming to New Zealand. How how much are the European teams gonna like travelling to South Africa when they've got a competition that brings in the T V dollars for them? Oh okay, so they're bringing the South Africans to bring in T V dollars. Uh so right, when we so good, good podcasting there. So let's um um, let's uh, let's just do an explanation here. So yes, the, so the Pro 14 uh, essentially doesn't make money, and has been uh, and, and this is the Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and Italy competition, um, and essentially that's been because the Irish teams are really good, and everyone else isn't. Um, at the end of the day, uh, and so the Irish teams, uh, from, from a picking point of view, it's, it's been one of the most um, predictable uh, and uh, good leagues for me financially on the old um, driving more versus the bookie historically. Because basically, you just back an Irish team if they're playing anybody else, uh, and they win. And you basically, uh, basically, you say that the Italian team will lose. And essentially, you're going to be right. It gets a bit more complicated when you're talking about Scottish teams playing Welsh teams, or Welsh teams playing. Uh, and obviously, um, but uh, aside from that, it's very simple as to who's going to win, who's going to lose. So um, that has basically turned off um, fans. They are on a streaming only service, so they're not taken up by Sky or by BT or any of these or any of these sort of, I guess, proper broadcasters. Um, and yes, they make a lot less money than the others do. And hence, that's why bringing the South African teams in, which which hopefully will be A, um, competitive with the Irish teams, and B, um, a big TV market, even if the rand is worth about tuppence. Um, the, um, but, um, so look, so yeah, so yeah no, it is, it's, it's about making it a more competitive league that is more um, appealing to fans now, uh, yeah, having that mix-up of basically having to get on a plane to get to any away games and stuff doesn't really work. But um, so yeah, so it's a bad one there. Um, Jordan, yeah, I was just going to have to go back to Aaron's comment about Liam Messam coming back because it's like he should know what's going to happen. The Blues will be leading by two points with the time up on the clock. Liam Messam will run from the twenty, their own twenty-two, and score the try, the winning try. It's, it's written in the scriptures. Well, yes. Um, uh, Jordan Clark, what's all this carrying on about Northern Hemisphere clubs not reaching players for line selection? Are the four unions not seeing eye to eye at the moment? Are the four unions are seeing eye to eye. Just the English clubs are not seeing eye to eye with the, with the unions on the grounds that hey, we pay these players, um, and therefore you need to give us more than £40,000 per player, we think we should be getting about £250,000 per player. <laughs> what planet are you on? Um, so basically, yes, the English clubs are trying to say, hey, look, football's really successful as a Premier League. We think we can be really successful ourselves on our own. No, you can't, because there's not enough fans of football in England. Uh, sorry, rugby in England. There's lots of football fans. Stop comparing yourself to the Premier English Premier League. Um, it's not what's going to work for you guys. So, um, so yeah. So there's that. Um, there's that. There, there is that piece. Yes, I know you'd like to have Carlos back to the Blues. Uh, and looking at <laughs> and looking at your fly half options, I fully agree with you. Um, <laughs> Al, 
fly half. So, so the Rainbow Cup, a bit, of, a bit of a joke, really. Moving on then, um, Super Rugby AU suspensions. Boy, oh boy. So, Tavita Kirandrani, <laughs> goodbye. You're, uh, you're out for the rest of the season. Um, it's a bit frustrating, that one. It's a bit frustrating, but at the end of the day, it's the correct decision. Absolutely. He should be red card in the game. Yeah, he should be red card in the game. We agreed with that yep. on Sunday night. So he's gone for three weeks. Nazarani and um, Famasili, who both picked, who did pick up red cards, um, are both are out for three weeks as well. So as Nazarani said, doesn't play anyway. As well, yes, as, as as someone has said, oh boy, I bet they'll be upset missing a couple of club games before Super Rugby Trans Tasman starts. Um, oh, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa! But over here, um, all um, suspensions re- um, like that have happened have had to be at Super Rugby level. Uh, Australians not doing that, it's considering that Super Rugby Trans Tasman's coming along. Well. Who knows what's actually going to happen and what is just a joke on on Twitter to start off with. Um, no. So it's a bit of a, it was a bit of a joke on Twitter. I don't know whether it's true or not. I don't know what which games will actually be suspended for. Now yeah. that was under the old Super Rugby um, when it was a whole whole piece, right? Now we're talking about different competitions where actually they probably or they actually might have played club rugby in between. Who knows? Um, whereas um, it depends on how long it is until Trans Tasman kicks off, but. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see which games they do miss. And in all honesty, if they do miss, I, I, I don't think anyone's going to be too... I mean, is is um, Nazarani going to basically be the difference between winning or losing um, for a team? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's uh, going to be doing that one. Um, good question for which rules apply for the Trans-Tasman Trans comp, comp, um, comp um, typo there, sir. Um, the, um, Maybe a sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's sponsorship. Um, good point. Uh, now, so both sides, both competitions have the goal line dropout. Both competitions stupid. have the, both competitions. It might be yes. As is the stupid twenty-minute red card. Both competitions have that as well. So I'm, we, 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 it's fairly safe to assume they all run with those rules. Um, the captain's challenge is a Super Rugby Altera only. So we'll see whether they run with that one. And then both teams have different versions of golden point. Well, both countries have. So, will we be going? So, over in Australia, it's golden try. Try. Everyone, everyone was, um, everyone was too negative with golden point in Australia, uh, and basically try not to lose and just get the draw. Whereas over here in uh, New Zealand, we're still golden point. Uh, also, over here, it's an extra. I think it's extra ten minutes, isn't it? In Five. One was it? Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And I think in Australia, it's two halves of five minutes. So again, slight variations of the same theme. Um, I, so I don't know what rules they will apply. With the amount of um, communication between, or how how New Zealand rugby and Australia or Australia rugby seem to communicate, and um, they probably haven't agreed yet as to what the actual rules are going to play in this comp. With to be honest, the captains will come together before the game to decide what what they want to rule on. One 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 bounce, one hand. The <laughs> now interesting. If the, the Rainbow Cup had. Um, captain's challenge or as one podcast as as as, as, uh, pod, as potholes and penguins call it um the coaches 10 second water water boy rush on challenge um <laughs> as the as yeah. the as, as the water boy runs on to tell the captain to do a captain's challenge um uh so we'll have to wait and uh, um wait wait and see um how this works with that now, I'm hoping Barnard will join us soon so we can talk about um, 
from Gisborne Rugby, but he's not uh, here yet. You just, I'll uh, check on Facebook and we'll have a quick chat about um, um, the... Uh, so, yes, um, I want you to join now, please, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right about now. Yeah, right about now, we'll be good. <laughs> there he is. And, uh, and here he is. So, yes, brilliant. Good timing there, Barnard. Sure, um, good evening. Good evening. Sure. Thanks, Paul. Good Great to have you on. Ah, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Glad, glad to be here. And uh, we can see you um, with your East Coast, repping the East Coast there with your T-shirt um, over there. So, um, over in uh, Gisborne, you, uh, you, you, I mean, obviously, you, uh, not obviously, sorry, uh, but as I know, you do a, uh, get, get involved a lot in community rugby uh, and in touch. I want you to give us a quick rundown of some of the stuff that you get up to over there in uh, in uh, in Gisborne. Ah, uh, yep. Good, good evening, team. Uh, see us in Gisborne here. Uh, we've this is our third round of rugby. <clears throat> uh, that's Premier Rugby and Senior Ones. Uh, that's the B grade. Second week, um, and they did it quite differently for Senior Ones. They they uh, they took the concept of 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 what the uh, New Zealand Rugby Union did not so long ago. Was that three something or rather. So yeah, we did it a bit like that. Half half time you played another team and 40 minutes playing the other team and so on and so forth. It's quite quite a good concept. Sales for senior ones. Um and so, for premium. So, 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 so you're the, the actual competition itself, senior ones are playing uh, games of three halves. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. They took that concept um, and it actually sort of um, invoked a little bit of uh, happiness or different, different, just to what the usual per se is, you know. Um, people, people, I think they're over what's happening over the last hundred years. So, yeah, they just, just look for something a bit new and we're quite happy. Uh, the usual slackers. <laughs> I said, we, well, we have heaps of attitude here and you usually slack. That's the type of rugby that we've got in Gisborne. You're only as um, good as your environment, you know. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite hard to say how rugby is in Gisborne here. We, we, we've taken a hit <clears throat> over yes, a lot of years. Okay, so a lot of years, but not, not about COVID itself. So how, how, are numbers, how are numbers in club rugby from a COVID point of view? Are they all the same sort of levels they were pre-COVID? Less. So you've, Best you've, you've numbers, but it's, not, it's not due to COVID. It's just, it's just it's, yeah, our, our region struggles to find a uh, a happy happy attitude to to progress in life. Um, yeah, we're 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 yeah, not not just not just Gisborne and, and East Coast as well. We're struggling. We struggle to get people off the couch. So yeah, that's the that's the very first thing is um, yeah, getting people off the couch and then getting them involved. It's not just not just rugby. It's across all sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's five premier teams in Gisborne. <clears throat> Five premier teams and up the east coast, I think we have seven, seven premier teams. Pitts Bay being the smallest, smallest union in the world has a premier team. Yeah. Um, but I, I went to training tonight. I went to watch the game on the weekend. There was two, 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 two. The top of the table clash. Uh, uh, let's say, OBM beat the champions from 2020. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, so they were coming in this week quite quite happy, you know, quite on on top of the world at the moment. OBM, which stands for Old Boys Maris, they played YMP Young Moldy Party around 100 and 100 odd so years. YMP has, and uh, YMP had w one win out of two. <clears throat> so yes, YMP took 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 the reins on that one, 31-14 to YMP. 
yeah, yeah, it was quite a, quite a quite a very forward orientated game. This one, I've got I've got um I, I've got a different oh senior ones is the um is is the reserve one is it so I've got I've got the wrong I've got the wrong results up here. Sorry, dear me, I, I was trying to do my best. And I've got it, and uh, senior ones sound to me like the top the top level, but no, obviously clearly not. How can Pre- uh, yeah, premiers is the top. Premiers is the top grade. Right, I will. Uh, I will go and grab that while you talk. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> East Coast had a uh, state of rugby on the East Coast in Gisborne here, probably Bay here. They closed down rugby for the weekend a couple of weeks ago due to uh, a couple of things: referee abuse, sideline abuse. Very first time in history that it ever happened, and that came from our uh, president. Oh, not our president, from our CEO, Kushla Tungairi. She um, happened to say it on uh, Radio Nati Pro. So there's a link up on Facebook on the Radio Nati Pro to have her saying that, um, yeah, unfortunate to have these things happen in our region, in our rohe. Yeah, uh, very first time in history this has happened. Um, so, yeah, yes, yes. So a good positive, good positive move, though. Good positive move yes, to actually yeah. say, no, it's not, it's, not, it's not good enough. And, yeah. uh, you know... To, to stamp it out and saying you want to play the game, then play the game in the right spirit. Yeah, bang on, bang on the money, bro. Bang on the money. Yeah, exactly true. Yeah, that's less like Ala Charles Mitchell with the racism stuff. You know, yeah. If you don't say anything, if you don't say anything, you that, that's your fault. But once you once you draw your line in the sand, it's a squash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's and it. Yeah, we 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 deal with it, and how we deal with it, we. If you don't know, you just build yourself with resources from other people that have dealt with that before, that experience before, and you build your resource or your kitty like that, um, and you work for, through it together. I'm not too sure whether you toss people out, but you, there's always a, a road to move forward from these sort of things. And uh, last weekend, last weekend was quite good. Yeah, no, no, no complaints. Sideline behavior was cool. Yeah, yeah. So onwards and upwards. No, look. I mean, it's a scary. It's a scary move to do an uh, an extreme step like that. But once you do it, um, yeah, yeah, people see. That's, no, no, we're serious about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, and it's 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 what we've been saying around the player behaviour on the pitch as well. Is that look um, at Super Rugby level? If you were to tell every player to shut up, apart from the captain, to yellow card them as soon as they talk to you, it would stop overnight pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, if you could, but so if you keep saying, "Oh, we'll tell you off if you," or if we find the right culprit, that culprit gets banned from rugby. Now, if you just say, "Right, there is no rugby," unless you all behave, then the peer pressure um, will get people to behave uh, a lot better. Which is, which I think is the, the, the uh, yeah, it's it's a brave move, but it's definitely the right move. Uh, so, so good on her for for, for for making that call. Yeah, yeah, yes, you you both are right. Mustn't have been easy, but they have a whole committee. We have Bailey Mackey. I was heard you talking about how many seats there's. Um, that 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 place going to get two two seats. Yeah, well we got one. Ba- Bailey Mackey. He's from the East Coast. He's on the New Zealand board. And Kushia Tangaire. Yep. She's on the Maori board. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah we, we we got our. We, you know, that's on our that's on our East Coast rugby board. So 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 it would have been a hard decision for them both, but you know, not taken lightly, and it's it's been received quite well across our region here. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, rugby back on track, back on track for our for our people, um, and up the coast. To tell you, there's nothing else more that the people up the coast get excited for going to each other's uh, um, <clears throat> place because it's not just a war on the field. We are warring in the kitchen. 
who has the who has the most kinna, who has the most power, who has the most crayfish, who is the most kahawai snapper. Yeah, oh boy, oh boy, who's the best cheesecake? I oh, know I just put that in there for my own sake, but um, yeah, 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 it's like it's like it's like it's, 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 it's a war in the kitchen. So yes, because that's that's how we were treated. We we uh we treat people back in the old days, you know, you're either going to war to have, have kill each other or you're coming to have a kite. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. Food is probably comes before rugby in our region. So yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, um, so it's a battle of the kitchens. So it's good to know that. So basically, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you can have all this um, going on on the field, but as soon as that final whistle goes, um, everybody's having a good time over a good kai. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So if you can settle, if you can leave it all on the field. Yep. But this one didn't stay. Or it came off the field too. But yeah, other mm. than that, yes. Yeah, yes, that you're exactly right. Because on the coast here, that's exactly what we do after a game. Um, there's a kai prepared at our marae or club rooms for the for the visit for the Manuhiri visiting team. So we still we still hold that tradition too on the east coast here. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. Um, Aaron mentioned before about uh, Rua Tapoki and uh, still be, is he still involved there in rugby there in the east coast or? Oh, I, I see. And, this. And sorry, else? sorry, Aaron. Um, no. Uh, yes, yes, and no, yes, yes. Well, we had an over, we played the over 35, so every year we have a over 35s game versus Poverty Bay. Um, before, before, uh, um, the Poverty Bay and East Coast game on Queen's birthday, so he's sort of involved like that, but no, he lives on Waiheke Island. Um, <laughs> and that's so he's <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, down the road from the Mad Butcher. Yeah, he's right from and, yeah. And, and has a drink, has a coffee with Graham Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 has a coffee. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, there might have a few, they see. But yes, Aaron, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Matt, to answer your question, no, not so much. Ruruti Puki has much to do with these guys. But yes, he's a, he would be a life member bro, after after them winning the championship a few years ago. Few years ago um, yeah. So he did really well, him and Nari Musumkins. But uh, Ruru lives in Waiheke Island, and so him and his family, they... um. Uh, uh, yeah, look after their children because a couple of their sons are, are pretty good. Manahi and uh, I forgot the older son's name, I do do quite well at rugby. So, yeah, that's where Realty Pookie is, Spray Aaron. Sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's all good. No, we, we don't worry. Uh, um, the um, but um, uh, you, as you say, you, you, you had some interviews from those um, uh, from, from that East Coast, sorry, from the white y, YMP versus uh, OBM. Ones, um, look, they were. They were um, I have I'm fully listened to both of them yet, but, but what I've heard has been very good. So, folks, look out. Uh, those um, interviews that Bernard uh, uh, did the weekend will be going up on the New Zealand New Zealand um, Sport Radio Facebook page. Um, and uh, so, look out for those coming out because uh, so he had had, had a chat with the head coaches of both those two teams, uh, and it was a very good chat. Um, that you, I say, what, what I've listened to so far. Um, you, you know, you know the state of rugby. It's sort of just emulated on uh, how how the hurricanes come down and um, give their coaching workshops, you know, like uh, or how the All Blacks play, you know, like their structure one three three one or two four two or, or what what whatever the structure is for the All Blacks. It's as simple as rugby. A sort of a sort of it's it's just a here, bro. You take the ball up and you smash. And if you can get that mentally in your head, that's what you got to do all day. Then that's that's how a team wins. Everyone can be the same fitness. This is how, what the mental game is for each mm -hmm. team, you know. Like, or you have a kicker like, like um um Damian McKenzie that'll seal it at the end there. But rugby here in New Zealand, like it's the environment of your rugby. So we get taught by the Hurricanes, or we're a product of Hurricanes uh, region. 
So they come here and do workshops or we go out of region if we want to extend your more at coaching and managing. But to tell you the truth, it's, it's, they just try and coach the same. Just you, you pod take the ball up and try and win that collision or win that ruck, and then you pod take it up and we'll try and switch direction or do a do a miss pass or a cut. Yeah, it's it's um, in my head rugby is gone. Uh, a, a sort of a rugby that I liked from the past. Um, 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 probably, probably when, when we were growing up, there was more, there was not, not so, there was structure, but it was still able to whatever your eyes saw. Um, now, this is interesting. This is now, that's you, interesting. That's interesting because we talked about that on Sunday night with a certain team that plays in blue. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact is that they can't play heads up rugby. They, they you know, um, and there's, I think, I don't know, it was on Twitter or on Facebook, there's actually a fantastic snapshot that someone's taken. And you can see Jonathan Ruru's looking out to the left where all the defence is, and out to the right, there's no defence left. And he goes to the left where the defence is. And he went with like, his trained option. Yep, yeah, that's his trained option, exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's what we've, been, we, we, we've, been, we've been having it in, in our... In our, uh, in our personal um, rugby chat group we have on, on Messenger amongst the the various um, hosts of on, on New Zealand Sport Radio. And, yeah, we've been talking about that. Uh, there's a very good uh, um, interview from for, from uh, NRL over, um, where he talks about a similar sort of thing that basically, look, what it should be about is you as soon as you open the door, as soon as you bend the line, then you should have a couple of options that you switch to. But you shouldn't – it's not about doing having a set of six where you do the same thing, one, two, three, four, five, six. No, it's one, two – if that door's open, if that line has been bent, then you switch. You don't have, it's not just a full set six that you do in order. You see what has happened to the defence. Have you got front football? And then you make a decision. Do I need to bash it up again to try and get front football again? Or do I need to switch it now uh, and find out where the defenders aren't? And that's, that. yeah, that that's, um, cool. that kind of, that, that, those calls, uh, I, I think, have gone out of coaching or are not as prevalent um, in coaching uh, at the moment, as you say, it's all about in, in, in your pods of three or in your pods of two, whatever it is, bash it up uh, and run through those routines. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's leading to a, a perhaps a more physical confrontation of rugby, um, which is maybe I've seen more injuries as well. Um, but more robotic. And more robotic. Yes, robotic yeah. 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 Hey, look, uh, Brett Bernard is like. Um, I guess a lot of the players these days that are coming through that we see at younger levels, at youth levels, and that get snapped up and they end up going to the the, the you know the big high schools around the country and the like. But are you seeing any players that are coming through that um, you sort of think are going to be pushing for higher honours? <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I think about this quite a lot to tell you the tr truth because I, I, I most of my time now is spent in the youth in primary schools, intermediate and high school. Um, and before, 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 uh, okay, okay. So I've sort of changed my mindset in a, in a little while now. So now uh, before you, you studied a child or as a recruiter, you recruited children because you saw, as soon as you saw them, you, you think, okay, talent first. Talent first. Talent first. Honestly, talent first. Very first thing, if you see a child sidestep half a dozen kids and get through and burn you off, burn everyone off, then that's yep. a child you're going to get. Yep. The other thing is, if you see a big child, you're naturally going to put on prop. 
this is this is two coaching mentalities that I do know for a fact. Absolutely. N now, now what I what I know and what I see or what I understand for higher honors is what you may be alluding to is you're going to choose a child that has the mental aptitude to to make it. You mm. may now I know you may not necessarily groom these two. You, you're going to put all your effort into any child. I do know yep. this. You can't just yep. leave one yep. or these other children out. You can't leave. But anyway, these two talented child to the to the one that has the mental. You're going to choose the mental child over the other two talented kids because unfortunately yep. they may not make trainings. These two talented ch children. They they mm. and when they do get the training, they're the class clown. Unfortunately, mm. in our region, and this is these effects. I, I have coached at a primary, intermediate high school, and in blinking premier rugby. I've coached this. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. for myself, I've been around the world playing rugby. My father was a multi player, so we have been built rugby in our family. Um, yeah, I've played rugby all around the world. I was in the Navy for a long time, but so, so anyway, coming back to, to there are brilliant and talented children. By the time they're 13 and 14 in our region, gone. Gone. Yeah, sad. So sad. I think one ones at the moment are girls. Jordan T. Hori, she's off to Japan. One girl uh, and a couple of other girls have gone to Manukura, Ishtahuriwai, yeah, which is my niece. Mm -hmm. She's gone to Manukura, which is a, a special school, you know, where you get you, you get picked up or you apply mm -hmm. and you got to have higher honours at your sports. And anyway, hers is MMA or Thai boxing. Yep. But yeah, um, if the parents ain't motivated in this region, then the children with talent need sponsors, need real, real humongous help. So that's so I've finished coaching rugby and been to a particular club. I've created an incorporated society that sits next to the unions that can help. Because gone the unions, netball, rugby, soccer, hockey, they don't coach in schools. They don't no. coach in schools anymore. Um, mm, so they do workshops at at the netball grounds, at the at the hockey mm. grounds, at the rugby grounds, at the golf grounds. They do workshops, and that's how they coach. They try and coach the coaches because I'm a coach developer oh, too. Okay. too. So this is how we how we pass pass the knowledge on. Um, when the workshop comes, you either got a Hurricanes person or you got a New Zealand netball person or a, you know a person from from that or that stature. Uh, yeah, so that's how how coaching is or coaching is done by the union. So I've set up an entity where we go into schools as Paul said early in the night. Uh, we do touch. So I run intermediate and high school touch module, and we coach yep. and intermediate schools and uh kura kapapa maori kura uh we teach whare kura children they touch kiorahi and rugby at, at, at various now we're starting at a primary school because because uh, we see that primary school children are not getting taught because of immense, the intermediate children and the high school children can't throw and catch a ball oh well, okay so I, I have seen this so to, to combat this, I have to go back to the start and that, get yeah. our people into a, into a primary, into the primary school, because parents aren't doing it either. Uh, so these are the battles. Yes, yes, Ashwin. Yes, coming back to your question, it's hard to get these kids motivated and, 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 and interested in rugby um, to see That's the full on, to see the end. Yeah, right? they got a, no, they got no. No motivation, no hope. They, they, don't, they don't have, they don't see hope. Well, we had Rico Gear on Saturday. If you might hear in yep. my um, my my recording to one of the coaches, uh, yep. right at the start, I was talking to the other coach and um, Rico's father decided to walk away. 
But uh, yeah, so Rico Gear was there on Saturday. Bailey Mackey was there on Saturday. So there is there there are people that you can see in our region. Just they don't want to do can, the hard work. They don't want to do the hard work. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, those those guys we're now talking about are what five, five maybe ten years since they've been professional players. Um, so the 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 role models who 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 is now a current professional player in Super Rugby from the East Coast. Uh, If if you don't have those role models um, and you look at the you look at the East Coast Heartland Championship team, you know. No one gets picked up from the Heartland Championship teams anymore uh, to go into to go into Super Rugby and become a professional. That's that's where you go if you're not going to quite make it and you enjoy your rugby, but you're very good. Um, I'm looking at my the, son for the answer to your question. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at him to see who's the um, who who's the pick of the uh, East Coast. He's shrugging his shoulders. If you've not got those, if you've not got those. Um, well, no, actually, Paul, I, I'll, I'll disagree with you a little bit there. I, I think the likes of Rico Gear even coming in and just being able to talk to the boys and, um, you know, ha- giving them that understanding of what the opportunities are, what the possibilities are. If you can reach one of those kids out there in a school assembly or whatever, you've achieved something. So, And, and then Rico Gear turning up, they'll still know he's an All Black. They'll still know he's played well, at the top this- level. You're right, bro. He's played for yeah, the you're right, because his children are 12, 13. One of his yeah. sons is 13, the other one's 10. So he's still, he's still, he's still. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, because uh, he's a few years older than me. And yes, he was one of those children. He was talented, but not as talented as, as someone else. But he had the mental the attitude too. He yeah. had it, he had it, Rico. He yep. had a, Uncle Ricky and Auntie Andy Gear. They were also in parents. His sister Juanita too, and Jose. Jose was basketball, you know. So I'm in the middle. Jose, oh Rico, Rico's up top. Jose you then Jose's younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm same age as the sister, but yeah, yeah. They, they, choice. They were choice. They were choice. But it's they just like choice. it's interesting. Well, if, him, him, if if he's actually being involved at Cross, at, at coming in, great. What I'm saying is, uh, are there examples that of? of that don't that, that, so that they can see on the TV currently to look up to. Now, look if, if Jose Gear is going to scores, that's fantastic. I hope uh, Rico Gear or Jose Gear, if they are doing, then great, uh, wonderful, and I hope they do because you know, they'll be a great inspiration for those kids. Um, but I'm just saying of the I know, bro. The, but other, but other, are there? How do you teach? How do you teach attitude, though? Eh? You can't teach attitude. You got to you got the kids either got it, he grows up with it in the family environment, or he's got it, but you can't really teach attitude, eh? It's really hard. Well, I'll agree. I'll agree. I'll agree there because, um, uh, like, yeah, same again as a talented child and not so talented. You got one that's going to go in and tackle, and one yep. that's not. Yeah. So somebody yes. else's job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'll a just wait for the ball to come out. And give me the ball. Another adult won't. But if I come back to Paul, uh, they're saying about uh, we don't have we don't. If you're not going to put your face in schools. And 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 be be a role model, whether you're on the All Black TV or you're either on East Coast TV or no TV. If you don't get involved with the kids' sport, you're not going to be a superhero, so to speak, in our region. Our region yep. is about action. Um, yep. Yeah. So the more the more the children and the people see you doing good, the better it is for you. <laughs> better it is for you. Yeah. 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 If I mean, you see, in terms man, of what oh, you sort of said. 
But yeah, in terms of what you said, though, I, mean, I remember a mate of mine who um, he went to school in South Auckland, and uh, he said, like, oh, you know, this this back when we were younger, and Arini IE was running around for the Blues, and he says, like, he he was at school with Arini IE. He says, like, there was this kid that was much better than him, but he found other stuff, you know, outside of school, and uh, you know, and this is like takes him off track, and it's just like. It's just the most frustrating thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, there's a future for a kid out there, but they're just influenced by other other things, and you can't. Yeah, it's, yeah. Everyone, every uh, every race has has a rubber arm. That's <laughs> 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 oh, frustrating. <laughs> if only, if only we knew. If we had a time capsule to go forth to come back, man. Yep. And then you can man, say, "Hey, look." Easy. The, um, but you, yeah, I think the other thing here that's important is you, you, you talk about here is getting into schools. It's all good and well running lots and lots of coaching clinics uh, for coaching the coaches. But if you, I, I, I fully believe that actually, yeah, the way if you want to grow your sport um, as uh, is, you get people in the school wearing wearing the jersey and talking about the sport. Uh, now they can train obviously the sport, but they can also train other sports as well. You can't. We we don't want specialization of kids too early. Um, yeah, but yeah. but being but seeing the jersey, having someone say, "Oh, the local club's done this," or um, or Waikato or the Chiefs or whatever are doing this. Uh, that if you want to grow that audience, you want to grow people fans in the stand. That's the way you do it. Is you do it through kids, and it's going to be a ten or fifteen year project. Your little you're marketing things um, for how you'll turn up next game. That might work for next game, but it's not going to work for long term building your fan base. Uh, it's got to be in schools. Um, so yeah, 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 what, yeah, what you're doing is 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 is, is very important. Hey Bernard, what's yeah. the um like so in terms we talked about the hurricanes coming around doing some coaching sessions or for coaches and that. What about East Coast as a union themselves? How are they sort of getting in behind the the clubs or and or you know organisations and and supporting them? What what sort of things do they do? They're, they're, they're similar to Poverty Bay. They just hold coaching clinics and workshops. So they're under, we're under the um, under the Wellington Hurricane umbrella too. Yep. Uh, fortunately, fortunately, Michael Jones, Sir Michael Jones, is our um, patron at the moment, our ambassador to East Coast Rugby. So he comes along to a few workshops and to a few gatherings and to a few funerals and um, just yeah, be be present like that and talks talks. They they give him a you know. Um, as well deserved spot man, he can call it all to real Maori too. He's pretty oh, choice, okay. you know. Yeah, real, real. He's pretty fluent, and and yep. his pronunciation and his grammar is quite, 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 quite good. good, great, great, quite good. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. yeah. He's been practicing because <laughs> I mean, but, one, um, one of the things is that obviously in your area, you know, whether it's Poverty Bay, East Coast, either this is like these vast distances between the clubs as well. So to actually. The logistics of getting around to to do that support to hold those coaching clinics, or you know, right. obviously quite challenging. Um, uh, well, you know, Auckland or Wellington, oh, not so much Wellington or North Harbour. North Harbour's the North Harbour's hilly, but I'm telling you, you know, like from they say in Auckland, it's a hard distance, hard travel. While on the East Coast, you go from Uwawa to to where's my hand here? TVC. That's three, yep. two, three hours, and it's only, <laughs> it's only hundred kilometers. But it's up and around, and it, yes, yeah, twenty-five. Oh boy! 
So you got to leave yesterday. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> you got to leave yesterday the right of tomorrow, sort of a thing, you know. Like um, you, you have to be very well planned. Not planning is planning to fail. So, so yep. as a as a coordinator, as a coordinator, you have to be very well planned. If you can get the northern northern um towns to meet at one place. And then um, have have the southern towns meet at one place, and then have the people in the middle meet at another. So you do three or three so workshops instead of trying to cover nice. that space. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, a little and amount then, of time. But so um, then, to so then, the truth, nothing really. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think New Zealand Rugby Union does enough. They told us uh, two thousand. What, what are we? Two thousand and twenty-one. They told us at two thousand eleven World Cup. That they were going to, uh, the bro, he came here to Gisborne and to the East Coast, and he said here, when they win the World Cup, they were going to give more money. I think we won in 2007. Was it 2007 when we beat France? 8 7. 11. And then he yep. came back on the second, second time, 2011, said, when we when we win this one, we'll put more um, resource and revenue into the East Coast and, and Tudanga or Poverty Bay. Well, not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. You know what happens? They keep taking our players to Hutch Bridge. You know, all of our players keep going out of the East Coast. I, I know I know that's that's what you want to do if you want to become better. Yeah. Time out, time time out. Out. Are you saying George Bridge George Bridge isn't from Christchurch? Cheers. Mum and dad's still here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so George Bridge is an example of a player who, who, who kids can look up to as an example that look on, on, on that is running around now. Saying, I could be him. Yeah. Um, to give you an idea, though, I'll if we look at the, the 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 staff list for Poverty Bay, I can't find it at the East Coast. They don't seem to put it on the website. But here's the staff list for for, for Poverty Bay. Uh, you've got Josh um, Wilbore, uh, who's the CEO. Willoughby. Willoughby, thank you. Um, Karen Bryant, uh, the finance and events manager. Ray Noble, community rugby manager. So one person for community. Mahaya Anikora, who's referee and coach development manager. So that's one person for referee and coach. Yep. Um, Kaya uh, Tomate, who's player oh. development manager. Kahu, sorry. Um, Christy McKins, uh, competitions advisor. And Dave McDonald, the groundsman. So they have seven employees, full stop, right? Of which one of those is for player development. One is for coaches and, and, and referees. You, 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 they're not going to get around, and it's just they just don't have the, they just don't have the staff to. Uh, there's not one rugby development manager there, whereas you think that um, Auckland have four, four, maybe five, one for each of the east, west, east, west, mm -hmm. south, and north, north. Mm. Yep, and uh, and as you say, geographically, Auckland's much easier to get around. Um, now there are more people to to to, to deal with, but um, but yeah, there's just not the staff there. For Poverty Bay to really grow the sport, at the end of the day. So then, also just wanted to before we before we wrap it up, Paul, I just wanted to ask the question because we talked about the logistics around those coaching. What about on game day? How does how does what, what's your how early does the game day start? And do you go on a bus or do you car go in cars to a you know your three two two hour three hour drive? How does that work? If you if if you're a stable and rich enough club, you you hire a bus or. or you just throw in twenty, forty dollars each, whatever, for the bus. You know, um, up the coast, you just drive, you just drive. Yeah, you just stay, stay at Farno's house the day before, 
and you sleep at the marae the next day, yeah, yeah, you just drive. So you might go the day before, the night before sort of thing. And yeah. Then, right, okay. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. stay there the Saturday if you're going to booze up. They usually, they usually yep. open up a marae and you, you yep. booze up and um, go back to sleep the marae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, nice. usually like that. Um, if you don't booze up, you just stay for the feed and the speeches and the aftermath function. Uh, but for, for the children, you just eight thirty, nine o'clock children start and then you wrapped up by five. Yeah, yeah, but um you like I said, you there, there's um rugby parks that can cater cater for those amount of games of these heaps of children's games. Um yeah, yeah, and adults adults just three so three games, three parks, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They sort of try and Try and have the children in one zone in Ruatori, which is the middle, the middle of the of the whole shebang. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um and Poverty Bay here, just different age groups at different parks in Poverty Bay here, yeah, yeah. And those they start at the same time, nine nine o'clock, nine eight thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, they usually start and uh and unfortunately sort of the same referees, you know, uh the referees for the Prems. Yeah, yeah, but you try and get the coach for the younger grades. You try and get the coaches to coach our uh, referees. Yep. Sorry, manage referee the games. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the, all the managers to referee the games. Um, and then as we get up into the teenager games, yeah, the the uh, Poverty Bay Union tries yeah. to tries to referee. Try it. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. Yeah. You don't it's get. Hard you, don't get you don't cover all the games. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to grow the game. Um, if the passion is dying out here and in, 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 in just in people, if I if I put the union, the New Zealand Rugby Union, Poverty Bay to the one side, and us people, it doesn't matter what bloody sport it is. If you ain't not going to have the passion and the drive to put your children and to your local children on your neighbourhood there, then that passion and sports will go away. Um, and that's from the people that the children see all the time. And unfortunately, what I also see. Teachers don't have the time for sports to. Nah, not they're underwhelmed. They're underwhelmed, overwhelmed at school with the amount of measurements they have to take just to meet yep. a English program, a mathematic program, a science program. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, that's why I created my incorporated society. Moi Moia Aotearoa Incorporated is our society's name. That's why I created that to get funding so we could go into schools and help the schools to do that work. Yep. To do that work, yes, yes, yes. You could, someone could say niche in the market, whatever. Oh, uh, no, our, it's, it's, corporation, it's a requirement in the market. Doing it. So, yep. yeah, we, we, we're doing it. And and funding is not what we want. It's just to buy the balls and whatnot or a prize yeah. we can give away. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to grow any sport, like Paul said before, this is what the new, new, new thing is. New, uh, so uh, we've been with New Zealand Sport for a long time now, and it's been about inclusion or um, about grow, growing sport, um, not not by specialising children straight away. Yes, yes, we are a rugby family. Yes, I did that to my children. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I <laughs> luck. That's what we do. That's what we have done. <laughs> <laughs> Even for my girls, <laughs> for my girls. <laughs> hey, rugby, rugby, rugby. Oh, yeah, 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 rugby, rugby, rugby. So um, I tried to get my daughter into rugby, but she didn't I, want to totally wake agree. up. And... <laughs> I totally agree with what's happening now. Um, specialization comes later. You just you just got to teach them the fundamentals of how to catch catch a catch. ball, tennis yep. ball, and then throw it, throw it. Yeah. So if you can teach them the value, because there's values in everything that you do. There's values, you know, you, a, a family has values, a school has values, but there's a value in catching a ball. 
there's a value in throwing it too, you know, in, in sports to your teammates and things like that. Um, so, yeah, in my head, in my heart, we need sports to help children and adults in society. 100%. Yep, well, you, you, you're preaching to the converted here on that one. Absolutely. Um, the um, And thank you very much, Barnard, for, for joining us now. Uh, um, uh, Barnard is not only uh, big into the in, in the in the rugby space, but he's also big in the the uh, the, um, the bomb space as well. Um, so, folks, uh, you might have seen my in, my entry into the uh, why he bomb comp my video from that, and that's where Bernard and I uh, caught up. So, uh, it's uh, it's been great so, chatting to you again, and uh, no, and hopefully uh, we'll uh, we'll be catching up at some bombing or or, or rugby comps uh, in the not too distant future. Probably bombing, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, um, thank you very much, Arshwin, for joining me yet again. No worries. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody. It has been an absolute pleasure learning around what's uh, hearing about what's been going out on there out uh, Gisborne Way. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week at 8 p.m. with the Driving Mall Show. First half, again, rugby uh, news and hot topics. And the second half, we'll be trying to get getting on a club rugby guy uh, and to give the club some the rugby game some love. Thanks, Paul. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.